Hello. Welcome to Temple Talk. My name is Camille. I will be your Temple Talker. And if you're listening to this episode, it must mean that you're either curious to know more about me and my story and why I love the temple so much, or if you're like me, you listen to podcasts while you drive, in which case this episode just came up in your play next queue and you have no choice over the matter. For those who are driving, please wait till you get to a stoplight or a traffic light to uh, to change the episode. But for those who are here for the long haul, uh, welcome. <laughs> Glad to have you here. A little bit of background about myself. I'm from Colorado. I We lived south of Denver uh, for 17 years. And then I went off to college to BYU, Idaho. And then I went to two years of Utah for the Utah College of Dental Hygiene. I got my bachelor's in dental hygiene. And my family moved down to Houston, Texas. And so I am sticking with family right now. So I am living in Houston as well. So I am a dental hygienist and I love my job. It's the greatest job ever. I knew since middle school that scraping stuff off teeth all day every day was my dream job. And so you can guess I'm the fun one of the family for sure. I wouldn't trade it for the world. The best things about my job is if I have a patient who's being a little mean with me, I just put a ton of stuff in their mouth and there's nothing they can do about it. It's very captive audience. Luckily, it doesn't happen often. Most of my patients are truly wonderful. Um, So that's great. One thing that has been difficult is the scripture that talks about the wickedness of the people and when the wicked weep and gnash their teeth. It really gets to me. I don't want to admit how long I've spent thinking about those scriptures, and I don't know why when you're wicked, you take it out on your teeth. My recommendation is get a night guard if you're going to live wickedly, but maybe just live righteously so you don't have to do that. I just, mm, sorry, this is the kind of person that I am. This is what you're getting into. So full disclosure. So I was born a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Both of my parents were also born into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so this gospel and the church have been all I've known. I love my religion. And honestly, I can't separate where my own life is with where my religion is. The standards of the church really shaped me and my youth and who I am now. And so temples were always something, a bit of a focus in my life. In primary, we used to sing the song, I Love to See the Temple, which was a song that plays at the beginning and end of each of my episodes. And my parents always made a made a goal of going to the temple and letting us kids know we're going somewhere very sacred, very special. And so I always looked forward to the experience of going to the temple to be able to do some of the ordinances when I was old enough. So when I turned 12 years old, I was interviewed by the bishop. I was found worthy to have a limited recommend to go to the temple, which we will discuss in a further episode all about recommends. And my family went on my 12th birthday to do baptisms for the dead, and I was very excited. I remember it just felt so sacred being in the temple. Everyone was smiling. People were dressed in white. It was clean. It was beautiful. It was sacred. It was quiet. and it was just so fun to be there. Uh, Fun fact, though, about my very first time going, I, to that point, had never worn a sports bra. And when I was given a sports bra to wear with the ordinance clothing, I didn't know what to do with it. And being the anxious bundle that I am, I remember putting it on 
backwards and inside out, I think. I think my arm was through one of the the strap or my head was through one of the straps. I don't know. I was a mess. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and when my family found out what I had done when I had to ex- complain about how sports bras were very uncomfortable, um, I get teased about that one a lot. So just so you know, there's a fun personal story for you. <laughs> anyway, so usually... I would try to go every year on my birthday with my family and our church young men, young women's organization would organize trips to go and to do baptisms for the dead in the temple. And so that was something I always participated in. So I would say I was going to the temple pretty often, maybe every other month, uh, maybe every other few months. I always enjoyed the experience. I do remember seeing people going upstairs to do other ordinances. And I had heard about the other ordinances of the church, endowments, initiatory, ceilings. I didn't really know what it was. And for a while, I kind of thought, oh, this is this is for the elite group of people. This is the fancy ordinances. I'm just here doing baptisms. And it's really not that way. I still love to do baptisms for the dead in the temple whenever I get the chance. Every ordinance of the temple is beautiful and sacred and special in so many ways. And so I remember when I went off to college, I went to the temple about once a month was my goal when I was up in Idaho. It's a very small town and there's a big temple there. Well, big, I mean, not not compared to like Salt Lake City, but you know, compared to the town, it's big. And Then I would say after my first semester, I started going every other month. Then it was kind of once a semester. And it wasn't because I had any concerns about the temple or issues. It just wasn't a high priority for me at that moment in my life. So when I went to college in Utah, I was taking nearly 19 credits a semester. It's dental hygiene school is the hardest experience of my life. Anyone who's been through it knows what I'm talking about. This is for you. And I had a really good roommate who has been one of my closest friends since we were about four years old, three, four years old. She would she would know better. Um, I have a bad memory. Memory of a goldfish was my nickname in high school. And she had the incredible habit of going to the temple almost three times a week. And I remember her encouraging me to go every every uh, week with her. And I thought, there is no way. I am drowning in school. School is so hard right now. Saturdays are my days to sleep in. There's no way I'm going to spend my Saturdays each week going to the temple, maybe once a month. Let's start out slow and see where it goes from there. Anyone who's made New Year's resolutions can see how this is going. (laughs) Luckily for me, my friend was amazing and very faithful about going to the temple. So she would wake me up on Saturdays and we would get ready, get all dressed up, go to the temple, usually do an amazing lunch or breakfast. And I remember it was still hard to make that commitment to have that time effort. But I started noticing that even though I was a little busier going to the temple, the stress of the week would be a little less. I gained a lot of perspective going to the temple every week and learning more about the plan of salvation, which will be the next episode. We'll do an overview of the plan of salvation. I have a very fun friend who will be joining me for that. And it just helped ease a lot of the stress in my life. Now, hygiene school is still very stressful. I was still a mess, but the temple helped. And then my good friend, she went to do a study abroad and I found myself still going to the temple every week. And she had gotten me addicted. What can I say? I was hooked. 
When she came back from her study abroad, we decided to make up for lost time. And we did this amazing road trip. We drove from where we were, Provo, Utah. We drove up to Bountiful and then stayed over at my aunt's house for the night. And then we did baptisms in five temples from Bountiful to Rexburg, Idaho. I called it a Duncan drive because our hair would barely get dry before we got to the next temple to do baptisms again. My skin was furious. It was very dry and unhappy. And I just remember, oh, it was so wonderful. It was so much fun. And it was on the lawn of the Rexburg Temple that suddenly I had the feeling it was time for me to prepare to receive my own endowment. My friend had already received her endowment at that point, but we made a point to go do baptisms because that's what I was able to do at the time. And I called my mom and I said, Mom, I, I think it's time. I think it's time for me to receive my own endowment. The amazing thing, it worked out so beautifully, just such a testament to me of the Spirit of the Lord. I had an appointment to meet with my bishop in Texas, back home in Texas with my family. Um, I knew him very well. And it was about a month before my semester ended that I thought, I'll just, when I come home, I'll do the interview. I'll have my recommend. I can go to the temple, receive my endowment, have my whole family be there, and then I'll go back to school and it'll just be great. And I felt a strong prompting to meet with my bishop who was in the student ward in Utah. And I thought, I don't know him at all. I, I knew his name. That was it. We had never personally interacted with one another. So I'm sure he was aware of me. Bishops keep track of the members in their ward, but he didn't know anything about me. He didn't know I had just done a massive temple trip. He didn't know my story, but I felt prompted to contact him. And so I did. And we made an appointment to meet at his home. And the amazing thing was I didn't tell him what we were meeting about. I just let him know, hey, I need to meet with you. I might have mentioned a temple in there, um, but I made an appointment through the secretary and he had me coming over to the bishop's house and we sat down and he's an amazing man. He was a librarian, so he and I got along swimmingly. I love to read long, boring classic books that nobody likes to read, the kind that you're forced to read in high school. And so we had a lot to discuss and I had a great time. Anyway, we started with an opening prayer and then he looked at me and he said, I know why you're here. And the Lord is so excited for you. And I thought, oh, chills. <laughs> I didn't tell you why I was here. He said, you're here to discuss receiving your endowment. And I think you are absolutely ready and spiritually mature enough to make these covenants in the temple. And that was just an amazing confirmation to me. And so the interview went great. Such a good man. I was able to, to um, interview and get the first part of my recommend. When you go to the temple to receive your endowment, as I will talk about in a later episode, you have a limited use recommend for baptisms, and then you get a full use recommend, which requires an interview with both the bishop and a member of the stake presidency. Kind of the, the law of three witnesses is the way that the church works. And so you have three people, myself, the bishop, and a member of the stake presidency, all going through the same interview questions to authorize that I am worthy to go to the temple. So that was really special. And amazingly, when I came back home to Texas, I talked to my bishop and he said, I am so glad you met with a, a bishop in Utah. 
because the policy here in Texas it hasn't changed yet is you can only go to the temple to receive your endowment if you're going on a mission or preparing to get married or kind of an older sister. And I was, I guess, let's see, I would have been 21 at that time, 22 when I received my endowment. And so he said, if you had waited to come talk to me by the policy book, by the handbook, I would have had to say, you have to wait a few more years. So that was another testament to me. It was the time. The Lord was aware of me. The Lord knew I needed to be where I was and I needed to talk to my bishop where I was instead of waiting. Another really wonderful thing about my bishop in Utah, since he was a librarian, is he gave me some book recommendations of books that I should read to prepare myself to go to the temple to receive my endowment and experience those ordinances. And I did, and I learned so much from the books. And now every time I teach temple prep, which I love to do, I include some of those resources because there's seriously, there are so many wonderful resources that are available on the church website that have been published by the church. Just really wonderful resources. I can't emphasize that enough. And I'm going to hopefully do an episode where I talk about my favorite resources for anyone who is preparing actively or would just like to learn more about the ordinances. And so I was preparing. My parents were preparing me. My siblings were preparing me. I'm the youngest. And so all my siblings had already received their endowment. And when it came time, I just remember I took a picture of my mom. Just I was hugging her in the temple. And the spirit was so strong. It was an amazing experience, one that I hope I can continue to share throughout this podcast. And I just love the temple. It helps me when I have stress, when I have anxiety, when I feel small, when I feel lonely. The temple is always there for me. And getting to go back and do ordinances on behalf of other people is very, very humbling and very empowering at the same time to be able to do something for someone that they're not able to do for themselves. And I became fully temple obsessed and I decided with my friends that we were going to try to go do ordinances in as many temples as possible. Every temple is the same doctrine, the same practices. There are some differences here and there about seating and and some of the policies, but all of the doctrine is the same in each temple. But it's really fun to go to different temples. I really enjoy doing it. I love seeing a lot of the temples reflect the culture in the area that they're built. And you get to see some really amazing things. So I have been to and done ordinances in 34 different temples. I've been on the temple grounds of a few more additional temples. I don't count it unless I've been inside and either have done an ordinance or seen the full open house. And I have a plan to go to at least four more this year. So we'll see. I keep track and I love it. When I came to the young single adult ward in Houston, I asked my bishop, I said, can I please teach temple prep? It's my favorite thing. And he was very obliging. And so I've had the opportunity to teach what the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has given us about temples to discuss. And I have helped prepare dozens of students at this point. And it's my favorite thing. I love it. I don't love teaching. I don't love public speaking. And yet I can talk temple all day, every day. It's part, it's one of my favorite talks. I love TED Talks, Girl Talk, and Temple Talk the most. Um, Not really Pillow Talk. 
I'd rather go to sleep than talk anyway. But the temple's awesome. That's what I'm trying to say. That's mm -hmm. And so I've put together with all the resources that are available, I've put together kind of my own curriculum, including the handbook and the lessons that are provided there. And I feel there are things that we covenant in the temple not to discuss outside of the temple, not because they're secret, but because they're very sacred in nature. So I feel very comfortable knowing what I can talk about, what I should talk about, and things that are too sacred to share on a podcast. But I promise that I will teach to the best of my ability. And if mistakes are made, it's it's because of me, not because of the temple. Don't blame the temple for me. <laughs> so about a year ago, I was driving and I actually often feel the spirit when I drive and just think and either have very soft music playing, church music playing. I often feel inspiration the most when I'm driving and when I'm trying to listen. And an idea popped into my head that I should share my love and my enthusiasm of the temple. I thought, well, I'm, I'm trying. I, I teach temple prep. I talk to literally everyone about the temple. It's my very favorite thing to talk about. But I felt there was something more that I should do. And so I thought, maybe I'll start a blog. And so I started looking into the practicalities of starting a temple blog. And I thought, no, this doesn't feel quite right. I love listening to podcasts. My cousin got me hooked on listening to podcasts, so I have I have heard a thank, thank you, Cam. And so I thought, well, maybe a podcast. It's not as competitive. There's not, you know, trillions of them. I feel like, I mean, blogs are kind of a dime a dozen, and there are some amazing blogs out there, don't get me wrong, but I thought, does anyone need more on the internet of things to read? Do we really need more information? And so I thought maybe a podcast. And as I was looking into the logistics of doing this, I felt very overwhelmed as I started researching. There's a lot that goes into making a podcast, and I'm just starting, so I'm sure I'm very naive right now about what all I need to do. But I decided to pray about it. And I said, Lord, I come up with big ideas all the time. I have an idea for a children's book about dentistry I want to write, about a dental hygienist who works in a monster dental clinic and has to clean monster's teeth. I have I was so bored during the lockdown that I painted a mural on my bedroom wall of all my favorite children's books. I just I come up with a lot of big ideas, but I don't always follow through with them. And so I prayed and I said, Lord, if this is something that you would like me to actually do, if this is going to help somebody, then I'm going to need all the help I can get. And as soon as I said the word amen, as soon as I finished my prayer, my mind was flooded with ideas of, I should talk about this in this podcast. I should talk about this. Ooh, I could get that person to come in and talk about this. And I pulled out my computer and I wrote almost three pages of ideas for this podcast. And I knew those ideas came from the Lord and the Lord needs me to share my enthusiasm with as many people as I can. And so this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing this. I don't know if anyone besides my direct family members are even interested in listening to this. I don't know what the result will be. I am not expecting hundreds of followers, but I'm going to do my best to do what the Lord has asked me to do, which is why I'm here. And so I will be setting up a website as always. I will include links 
to the churchofjesuschrist.org page if you have more questions. I also have an email. It is thetemplelady at gmail.com for any questions. If you've made it this far, I promise to make this podcast fun. And I promise to be very sacred about the sacred material. The temple is dear to my heart. And as always, I'm going to try this temple tagline and see if it works. Keep calm and temple on. And I hope you have a celestial day.